you know, that's what our spirit needs. You know, we need to feed on the, on the Word of God, you know, in order not just to stay alive and, and, and know the will of God for our lives, but, but without, without the, you know, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, we wilt, wilt and, and pass out, you know. We need, we need the strength of God inside of us, and we need the knowledge, you know, the knowledge of it, so that we'll never fulfill the Scripture that said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. You know, once you get in and, and understand where you're at in Christ and you know who you are, even that song, you come alive in the river. Some people don't know what that means, you know, but we have to learn what God means. Hallelujah. Are you hungry tonight? Man, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready to teach. Uh, so before we get started, let's, uh, we, you, we always have a testimony, right? So, and, and I think she's been waiting for two weeks. <laughs> she called me like two weeks ago and said, I have a testimony Sunday night, and we didn't come Sunday night. So, so come on up, uh, you know, and, and, and hallelujah. I just want to give God all the honor and glory for my healing. I came up here last Wednesday because um, I had a real bad pain in my leg down here and the bottom of my ankle was hurting so bad I couldn't even walk. So Pastor Jesse laid hands on me in Mida. And um, when I came up here, I told Jesse, I'm coming to receive my healing. I really knew. <laughs> and it was awesome. And, and they, they hands on me, I felt something moving right here, and then the bottom of my heel was real hot. And I was telling Maida afterwards, and she just looked at me and was smiling. She knew. She said she felt it. <laughs> and all the honor goes to God, of course. And uh, Pastor Jesse Maida. And, um, but the next day I woke up. Oh, it was hurting so bad. I couldn't get out of bed. But I was praying, praying. I go, no, you don't. I go, name of Jesus, you're leaving pain. I go, I just got healed last night, and I, and I accepted my healing. That's where it's going to stay. I go, and I was praying, praying over it. It went away. I said, it's going to stay that way. <laughs> I'm praying over my leg. I go, I feel great. I feel great. <laughs> I'm back to normal. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I had no idea what she was going to say, you know. And Wow. But, you know, when you, when you, the Holy Spirit has to take over, you know, and that's why I pray, you know, and sometimes I even ask you guys to stretch your hands out and pray that the Holy Spirit shows up and that nothing, nothing from my head and it all comes from God to you so you can, uh, so he can heal you, so he can do that, you know. And, you know, I call Myra because when she told me some, some people just lay hands on people, but, you know, I kind of listen to the Holy Spirit. And so she told me about her leg, so Myra was over there, so I called Mark to come and, 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 Rub her leg while I pray for her, you know. I mean, being a lady, you know, and and and, and but the, but you know, people that have that power also in the Holy Ghost, man, you know that that heat comes out and and heals people and encourages us, you know. So man, I gotta lay hands on more people. But that's what coming alive in the river means, and you're gonna learn some of that tonight, you know. Hallelujah. Oh, so so for usually I teach new converts, you know, and I like to teach new people a basic, you know, from from A to Z. But today, uh, I decided to teach the more matured Christians, and and I got them here today. I can feel it, you know, and so so you won't feel left out, you know. And said, man, you know, <laughs> I want I want some heavy meat, you know. Right. Hallelujah! And if you don't understand, you know, when I when I teach something, you know, just uh, don't, instead of criticizing it. Put it on the shelf. 
I would say, put it on the shelf and keep coming Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Then all of a sudden, one day you could, hey, that's, some, that's been on the shelf for a while, you know, and then you bring it down, you know, okay? Hallelujah. Hmm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So let's start with our opening our Bible to Ezekiel 47, verse 8 and 9 in the Amplified. A lot, of, a lot of times it's hard to, to, to read the Old Testament and relate it to what's going on right now, you know. But, uh, but sometimes in a Bible study, that's what we do. We study, okay? So then do we have it uh, in the Amplified, Ezekiel 47? It starts with then. There you go. Then he said, then he said to me, underline this to where these waters... Go out towards the eastern region and go down into the Arabah, the, the Jordan Valley. Then they go towards the sea, being made to flow into the sea, and the waters of the Dead Sea shall be healed and become fresh. He uses this as a, as a symbol, you know, it, the waters is a symbol for people, okay? So to keep that in mind, you know. When he uses waters, it's like masses of people. It will come about this, uh, this every living creature, every, every living creature which, which swarms in every place where the river goes. And, and, and swarms is like a colony, a group of people, you know. Where the, wherever the river goes will live. And, and there will be a very, a, a very great number of fish because of this waters go there so that the waters of the sea are healed and become fresh, and everything will live wherever the river goes. Hallelujah. Can you say hallelujah? The sea of people. Verse 8 says, and another translation says, the sea of putrid waters. Let's go to the beginning of, the, of that sentence. And, and when they shall enter into the sea, the sea of putrid waters, meaning very ugly, Decaying with very bad and disgusting smell, uh, uh, morally corrupt. God is talking about the world today. There, you know. I mean, a lot of times the Old Testament is relating to things that are happening today. They live in a sea of morally corrupt, decayed today. That's what we're living in, you know. A sea of morally corrupt people with that morally decay smell because sin stinks. All right, in Revelation seventeen fifteen, God calls waters to symbolize people. Hallelujah! Revelation seventeen fifteen, you can read it. Then, then the angel said to me, "The waters which you saw, where the prostitute is seated, and and uh, and the people and the multitudes of nations and languages. That's when it says swarms of people. That's what the angel said." God is talking about the world today. Can you say amen? Morally corrupt, decaying with disgusting smell. Are you with me? I'm going somewhere, so don't, don't that, that's what I'm saying. You don't understand. Put it on the shelf. <laughs> Let's read verse 9 again. And wherever the river shall go, every living creature with swarms shall live. Hmm. Hallelujah. 
the Spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit is, is revealing to us that, that the river that Ezekiel saw in, in that vision was the river of the Holy Spirit. And when we get from ankle deep, so see, when you get saved, you, you, you walk into the, into the ankle deep, into the water. And a lot of people stay there. They never get any more tissue, so they're always at ankle deep. And that's okay, because you can win souls when you're ankle deep. But what happens when you're ankle deep, you, you have a chance to walk in or out. You know? I mean, you're not going to flow, right? All right? Now, then you, you, you start coming Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and, and you start going waist deep. All right? Now, waist deep is when you begin to see miracles. We begin to see people change, and there's a lot of you are here, and, and you're waist deep. But then the problem with being waist deep is that you can still walk. See, you can still get, you're waist deep, you can still come out of the water, or, or you can, uh, you know, decide to stay at waist deep, you know. And, uh, and that's what a, a lot of people do, okay? So, to, uh, so hallelujah. The, the place where, 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 uh, where ourselves to be, uh, uh, um, to, if you want to be used of the Holy Spirit, you know, and this river that we're talking about that, that you know, we're flowing in the river, then we are to, to, to get full of the Holy Spirit and, and immerse ourselves and, and let ourselves go completely down into the river, all right? Now, what happens when you go completely in, in every, you know, I mean, into the river? Then the river takes you. The power of the river takes you. You don't have no more power, you know? You get into a river that's moving, and, and, the, and, and the river takes you uh, wherever the river goes, you know? You don't have no more control where you're walking because you're floating. Well, see, so God has a river... And, and there's like a, a, a crossroads, you know. I mean, it's like, uh, yeah, the cross the river. This is a putrid water river with all the sinful people or decaying and all that. And then this river is the river of the Holy Ghost. And they meet in, a, in like in a crossroads. And then when you, then that, that, then the river takes you. And that's when, you know, you float in the river and that's when you start touching the lives of people and, he, and, and they get healed you know, wherever the river flows. Are you understanding? Yeah. Ah, hallelujah. <laughs> so, so, so every part of this dry, uh, you know, uh, sinful world and, where, and, and, and wherever the river goes, life comes to whoever it touches. We are the river. So, so the key is get into the river. Stay out of the waist deep, stay out of the ankle deep, but get full of the And some of you are getting it right now. Some of you are in the river, and you are beginning to flow, you know. And, it, 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 you know, uh, I, I got a, a text from Victor over there and says, and, and said, uh, we were not so winning today, you know, for the first, I guess the first time, I'm not sure. We, me and my wife went out so winning, but now they're in the river, you know. Because what, what, they didn't walk to there, the river the river flowed that way, and whatever they touched, the river heals. You got to think about this, you know. Hallelujah, you know. So let me explain, you know. Uh, how far you go is up to you. You can go ankle deep or waist deep. As long as our feet touch the ground, we cannot go too far. And, we, and, and we're always in danger of stepping out of the water. 
But once you get full of the Holy Ghost, and some people don't understand what that is, full of the Holy Ghost and power and stay, you know, like I say, man, committed com completely, and you jump into immersion to the river, you don't have no more control of yourself, but wherever the river takes you, that's where you're going to go. And then all you got to do is look at Peter, man, you know, like, have you ever seen the river flowing, you know? See, but you're not in the river of putrid waters. You come from the clean river that connects to the putrid waters. Oh, hallelujah. Man, you just got a revelation. I love this, uh, this, this words from Ezekiel. And everything shall live wherever the river flows. Where are you going to flow? Every, every, everywhere you flow, you touch lives. And, and, you, and, and, and you prove here because this place is filling up because somebody touched their life. The river flew to them and brought them here. Hallelujah. But if you're walking and only ankle deep, then, then you, you know, it'll take you a while to get way over there, you know. But if you get it, but if you jump submerged in the river, it'll, it'll take you over there in a few minutes. Mm. Hallelujah. Where to, right where the world is, the filthy world, and you start touching lives. Thank you, Jesus. In the message, it says, and everything shall live wherever the river goes. <laughs> wherever you go, they're going to live. They shall live and not die. And they'll give you credit later, man, if it hadn't been for so-and-so, for, uh, -so, you know. I, I don't know where I'd be, you know. If it hadn't been that I saw their life or, or they invited me to church or, they, you know, and, or, or, you, or they prayed for me, you know. It, it, wherever the river flows, it flew to them. You, had, you, didn't, you didn't go there on your own. You don't take credit. The river took you there, and the river is God. Hallelujah. Life will flourish. In NLT, life will flourish wherever the water flows. And the King James, everything shall live where the river cometh. The living Bible, wherever this water flows, everything will live. One more, the Revised Standard Version from the Catholic edition. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. <laughs> wherever the river goes, every living creature that swarms will live. And there were swarms of nations, swarms of languages, swarms of people. And there will be very many fish souls. Woo! Come on, get excited. That's you. Is the river taking you somewhere? And wherever you go, there will be many souls, many fish, many, many saved people. This is the river of the Holy Ghost. Are you getting this? Are you ready for more? <laughs> How many here would like to have more power like that? <laughs> of the power of God in your life. Okay, listen to this. Listen to this. Hallelujah. I will go over it again. Ezekiel 47. You go home and study it. Ezekiel 47. I will give you. Today, tonight I'm going to give you the short version of it, you know. Oh, hallelujah. God talks about the water, you know. Wow. Oh, thank you. Ankle deep. Down to your knees. It signifies 
when you get saved, down to your knees, signify prayer when you start praying. But there's more, okay? Then up to your loins, signifying the pre-creation, you know, part of it. Wow. Then the miracle, you know, once it gets to your loins, to your waist, the miracle working power, you start to experience it. You start seeing it of God. Should now be prevailing in your life, but for in your life, now we're filled with His Spirit. Next, as we allow the river to overtake us, that's the next step. You know, instead of just having it in our waist, man, you know, I'm going to let the river take me. Ooh, then guess what comes next? Hmm. We now will experience the power of the river as it flows speedily downstream. Are you getting this? So tonight we will study the flow of the power, and I believe that the purpose of this baptism is in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of prayer language is to take the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ to the uttermost part of the earth. So if you don't have the baptism in the Holy Spirit, you're not even in the river. Some people don't want that, but I don't want to, you know, uh, speak in this other language or whatever, and they're, and they're having a hard time. There's, it has nothing to do with that. You get to speak in another language when you get full of the Holy Ghost because God wants to hear from your heart and not from your head. And like a baby makes noises, you know, and the mother knows what the baby needs, and the baby didn't say any words. Well, that's what God does when you say words from, ooh, you know, you're expressing, and God knows what you're talking about. And people say, well, what, how does he know? Well, because he is God. He's your father. He recognizes that. So take notes. Hallelujah. Before I go, let, let, me, let me leave you, uh, so let me give you some, other, some more information. What the Holy Spirit does, and I can't tell you how he does it, you know, but as I was studying the, the, the subject, on uh, the Charles Spurgeon says, you know, the, the, when you get full of the Holy Ghost, first, the first thing he does, he awakens the powers in you. Remember, I said, he, you get full of the Holy Ghost, he awakens the powers in you, but you already had those powers, but they were asleep because God made you. God made you to be like him. So then you get the Holy Ghost, you know. I mean, you might, if you don't have it, you want it, man. I, I want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost tonight. And then, and then he awakens the power that was already in you from the beginning. Okay? Now, you, now it's woke up. You have it, you know. And the second, he, he, he implants power that man never had before. That's why you know, all of a sudden things start to happen in your life, and you don't know well, what happened. Well, you know, the, your powers that, of, that you, God gave you at the beginning have been awakened, and now the Holy Ghost will give you some extra powers that you never understood before, you never had before. So as you pray, but your life increases, and the power of God increases, and that's when you start being bold and go out in the streets and pray for people and all that, because without... Without that, a person that just that doesn't get full of the Holy Ghost will, will be shy or wouldn't will be scared or wouldn't wouldn't you know want to approach anybody, you know? So now you're walking in the power of the Holy Ghost. Ooh. 
So tonight, that's what I'm, I'm attempting to give you a study of the flow of power. And I believe that the purpose of this baptism in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of prayer language is to take, to, to take the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ to the uttermost part of the earth. That's the reason he does this, you know. Not to make you superhuman, but so that you can able be, be able to take the gospel to the world. And, and, and want to take it, you know. Get excited, you know. Ooh, hallelujah. So in Acts 1, we'll read from 1 to 5 in the Living Translation. And it says, in my, in my first book, I told you, Theopolis, about everything that Jesus began to do and teach until, until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving uh, his chosen spotless further instructions through the Holy Spirit. The apostles, I'm sorry. The apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time. And he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Wow. Can you say hallelujah? hallelujah. Man. <laughs> Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them to not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift that he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water. But just in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. That was the apostles, you know. And now we have that, we have that opportunity to do the same thing and to be baptized with the Holy Spirit just like the apostles did. The apostles did not go out and, 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 and even half the New Testament was written by them until after they had the Holy Spirit. See? And Jesus told them, you wait, you know. Hmm. Now let's go to verse 8. But you will receive power. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be witnesses telling people about, my, about me everywhere. In Jerusalem and throughout, the, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So I would want the Holy Spirit. I would say, man, I, I got saved last week or a year ago or something, or I'm a, I've been a religious person, but now I want that. Uh, uh, this is what I want you to get hungry for. I want that. I want the Holy Spirit. You mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's a free gift of God. He says, I will do it. And then now you have the power alive in you. Now, now you're jumped in the river. Now that river takes you. And, and like I said, there's, there's a crossroads where this is the river of the world, and this is where you're coming from, and then you, you take on this, and then wherever the river flows, it touches lives and it heals lives. And it starts to heal that, that river, the ugly river, you know? Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I understand this, you know? And the book of Acts is a picture of the church. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Everyone, everyone here should study the book of Acts, save the book of Acts. Why? So you won't ever get deceived by religion or denominationalism. See? Religion is a set of rules from, from man-made rules. But the book of Acts is, is the church. You follow the book of Acts and you're right, you're right where you're supposed to be. 
God never started a denomination. Hmm. I like the, the revelation that, that Pastor Sandy shared with us uh, some time ago, uh, where she spoke on Matthew 16. Remember that? She spoke on Matthew 16. I believe, I believe where Jesus asked his disciples, who do people say I am? And, and, and they replied, some say you are John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah. But who do you say I am? That's the key. You know, who do you say I am? Get that in your hearts. I mean, I, I, I don't know what, you know, what they're saying who Jesus is, but I, I know this is what I, he is to me, you know. Hallelujah. He asked again, and Peter answered, you are the son of the living God. Until we get that revelation that Jesus is the word of God, and he's the son of the living God, and he lives in us, and the Holy Ghost is in us, and we have the power now. We're in the river. Hmm. Hallelujah. Jesus said, Jesus told him, Peter, you are blessed because my Father in heaven has revealed that to you. So then only, only our, our, the Holy Ghost can reveal who Jesus is to you. So if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you're still walking Deciding where to go right or left or where to believe or what not to believe. But once you're in the river, man, you're flowing in the river of God. And there's, you know, he's taking you straight where he wants you to go. That's why he said, upon this rock, I will build my church. Upon the knowledge and understanding and revelation from God. The book of Acts is the word of God. Say the word of God. We need that revelation. Every day. Study the book of Acts and ask God, reveal to me who, who you are and who is the church. I know denomination that God, you know, <laughs> I know of denominations that, that God got it wrong and built their, built their whole denomination on the rock, on Peter. No, and Peter, Peter is a rock, but he's not the word of God, you know. Some, some denominations were built on Peter. You know, and they, they, they worship Peter more than they do Jesus because he called them the rock. Are you with me? God started the church. Say, God started the church, the body of Christ. The body of Christ is the church. Hmm. It does not matter what denomination that you belong to. Can you say amen? All believers hmm, bear one name, and that name is Jesus. Not this, not that, not the other. When you ask somebody something, well, I'm this, you know. What are you, I'm that, you know. I remember when I used to be like that. People come to my door, they knock on the door, they wanted to tell me about Jesus, and I said, sorry, I'm Catholic. <laughs> and I'd close the door. I remember, you know, when I was a kid, that that's what my mother did. So, oh, no, we're Catholic. So, and they were trying to tell us about Jesus. See? I mean, there's people like that, you know. The book of Acts is a picture of the body of Christ. So that's why you know you got to take notes and say, man, I'm going to study the book of Acts. That tells me who Christ is. That tells me who the church is. Can you say amen? Another amen. 
Jesus spoke in the first chapter of the book of Acts about the power of the Holy Ghost. Man, I can't believe anybody can be a Christian without the Holy Ghost. Hmm. Because once you understand it, by being full of the Holy Ghost, you just jumped into the river. And now, I go wherever the river flows. <laughs> I have no control. I'm not choosing whether I go right or left. I'm floating in the river of God. Hmm. Hallelujah. He spoke in the first chapter of the book of Acts about the power of the Holy Ghost. And listen to me. That power is available to every, every person. It's available to Baptists. It's available to Catholics. It's available to Methodists, Lutherans. Every believer in every denomination that believes in Jesus, the power of the Holy Ghost is available to them. Every one of them has a right to know what God has given them. Somebody has to tell them. Hmm. As members of his church, none, of the, none are to be denied the power of the living God. Especially today in this dark world. This dark generation in which we live every day of our lives. We're out there in the world. Without the Holy Ghost, man, you know, how can we survive? That's the river that flows and touches lives. There's two people there, and, and one is in, uh, in the world. The other one is flowing by on the river. Everywhere we go, they get healed. Are you listening? Oh, hallelujah. Hmm. All God's children have the right to know of God's power. Who's going to tell them? Yeah, I was just saying, say I will. <laughs> so listen to me. We're living in a dark hour when the forces of evil are engulfing this world. Thank God for a group of people that are full of the Holy Ghost that are going out. Mm. Thank God that this is an awakening, you know. The awakening of the power of the Holy Ghost. I say Holy Ghost. I'm going to say that over and over until y'all all get full of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Ooh, hallelujah. And that river is flowing through the power of love, church. <laughs> hallelujah. And, and, and into hurting humanity. Flows right through here and we go all, we all, we're floating in different directions. Wherever the river takes us. Am I right? Ooh, the word of God tells us in Isaiah 59, 19. When the enemy shall come like a, like a flood, the Spirit of God shall lift up a standard against him. The Amplified puts it this way. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him and put him to flight. For he will come like a rushing stream, which the, which, which the breath of the Lord drives. Rushing, mighty river. That's us. Man, we're rushing faster than he can drudge. Huh, I don't know about you, but 
that sounds like, like a powerful stream. Man, a river that's, that's pushed by his breath. So how does the power that's taking you is the breath of God taking you to where he knows where you need to go. But if you don't, if, if you don't dictate your own path and let him take you, you know, all of a sudden people are getting touched that you don't even know. And you don't even know that, you know, how you got there. But boom, one day that river took you there. And later on, that person said, man, I, I'm glad that person came to me. Well, you know that the river took us there, you know. Amen. Hallelujah. And it was all by the breath of God. Breeze. Picture that breeze, a big, big breath, and then river. Shush. But, but if you're walking ankle deep, just saved, he ain't going to take you nowhere because the water's just going to go around you. You know, or waist deep, you know. Then you're going to get scared. You might walk out, oh, you know. But once you allow the Holy Ghost to take over you, you ain't going, you're going where the river flows. Now that song makes sense. <laughs> I got a river flowing out of me, you know. Hallelujah. Now when you sing that song, now you know, whoa, now I know, now I know, that. now I feel that song, you know. Hallelujah. I don't know how you, I don't know about you, but that sounds like like a powerful stream. Ooh. A river that's pushed by his breath. Can you imagine it? Hallelujah. That sounds like the river of the Holy Ghost, which is which has us flowing in it. <laughs> How many are in that river? <laughs> that that's what started this church. You know? We were in the river and it, it brought us right to this place. The river brought us here, you know, no. We didn't walk and ankle deep and choose it. We all of a sudden here we are, you know. And all of a sudden we don't we, wherever we are next year it's the river took us there. Amen. Blessed of God. Hallelujah. The power of the Holy Spirit. And everything we touch shall live. That's the that's the that's the thing you got to get a hold of. The, whatever the river flows, everything I touch will live. And no matter if it's putrefied water coming here, and I'm, man, as soon as I touch it, it turns into good. It, it turns to good water, you know, because I'm flowing down the river. And, but we have to know that we know that we know. We can't just flow without knowing what we're doing. We have to know. Now you know, and I say, man, this is where God brought me. This is where God brought me. I didn't come here on my own. I, I, I didn't even know I was going to meet you, you know. Hallelujah. The power of the Holy Spirit and everything he, we touch shall live. You got to get that inside your heart. You're a healer. Am, am I alone in all this revelation? No. Come on, somebody. Get excited. If I could sing that song, I'll sing it right now, you know. <laughs> Man, and Georgie better sing it after I finish here. We gotta we we gotta do this before anything, you know. There's a river flowing out of me. <laughs> Man, I, I I just I just I just fall in love with when God reveals things, you know. Get excited! Always stay excited. There's a mighty revival flowing out of us. <laughs> yeah, I just changed it a little bit, you know. 
<laughs> no more river, now revival. That's why you're going out on Sundays and Fridays and whenever, you know, the, the soul winning. You know, I mean, we started the river years ago with Sister Deborah. How many saw her on Facebook? I put her the other day. That lady, you saw her preaching there. That lady started loving action, man. And, you know, and, uh, and uh, wow, you know, I mean, you got her, her son, her niece is here. And, uh, and we, Martha and I, traveled with her everywhere, you know. She was at my house half the time talking to me, and she was always excited like that, you know. We were very close. But the river, man, that was a river, man. She, wherever, she, man she, wherever she went, the, the, people got healed, delivered, set free. And now y'all are taking over like that. That's what revival, there's revival flowing out of you. Flowing out of us. There's a mighty revival flowing out of us. We are the church. Ooh. Jesus has restored us. Hmm. Jesus talked about being, being born of the Spirit. In John 3, 5, he said, Except a man be born of water... And of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Our spirits have to be alive. <laughs> Jesus also talked about being baptized in the Holy Schools. And that's what we... If there's somebody here that hasn't been baptized in the Holy Schools, you're missing out. Because you're not, you're not flowing in the river yet. He talked about being clothed with power. Remember the two things that, that Spurgeon told us in his, in his book? The first, he awakens the power that God already put in you because you were born of God. But, but that power is sleeping until the Holy Ghost comes. When he comes, then that power awakens. Now, now the power is awakened, but you don't know what to do with it. Second, he puts a power that you've never even experienced before, and all of a sudden, you find yourself on the streets and wonder, well, how did I get here? I mean, I used to be on that side, and now I'm on this side. It's all, it was by the Holy Ghost, nothing, nothing to do with you. Oh, man. He, he talked about being clothed with power. We have read it and read it and read it and read it, but we must read it again. Acts 1, 4. In the King James, 4 to 8. Ooh. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which said, He, you, you have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. Verse 8, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in, and in uh, uh, Judea and in Samaria and into the uttermost part of the earth. You can't be a witness without the Holy Ghost. Because without the Holy Ghost, the devil will challenge you and you won't know what to say. But with the Holy Ghost, the power of God flows out of you. And there's nothing they can say. 
Some people think uh, uh, that, that, that we're Pentecostals. You know, see, there goes that, that word again. You must be a Pentecostal, you know. Uh, because we, you know, because we believe in the book of Acts 1 and 8. No, we're full of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. We're full of Jesus and the Holy Ghost, not Pentecostals, you know. I, I, I have that experience, you know, but, but I'm not a Pentecostal. I'm a son of the Most High God, full of the Holy Ghost and power. Hmm. That's a Bible truth. Did you believe that? That's not some man's doctrine. That is the command of Jesus. And Jesus is the supreme head of the church. And he's the supreme head of the church, and he commanded us. Get, don't, go, don't go without the Holy Ghost. You wait until I come and I'll fill you with the Holy Ghost. Then you can go out and witness to me all in every part of the world. Well, actually, what he meant, didn't you jump in the river? And then my breath will take you where I want you to go, you know? I mean, I wouldn't, I, 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 you wouldn't be sitting here if the river hadn't taken somebody down your way. This is not some man's doctrine. That is, is, this is a command of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus is the supreme head of the church. Okay, who believes that? Who believes that command? Jesus. Wait, don't raise your hand. If, if you're not sure, you have to be sure. How many are sure that it's a command? All right, because if you're sure it's a command and you have not experienced the baptism in the Holy Ghost, then the answer will trip you up again. See? So if you're sure that's a command, then he says, if you're willing and obey, you shall eat the good of the land. So once you know it's a command, then you got to obey. If you don't have it, man, you'd be bold and says, man, I don't have it, you know, I, you know, I, somebody put their hand on me, but I don't you know. No, I, I will know when you start having a prayer language because that prayer language comes because faith works. Hallelujah. Why am I saying all this? Because everything that God wants to do for us, everything that he wants us to have in, his, in this life is only released to us when we obey, when we obey and do what he commands. And if you believe that was a command, then we should all be doing it. For instance, when we read Deuteronomy 28, all of God's blessings to you and me are only given to us if, say every say if, say if, if we hearken diligently to the voice of the word of God, to observe and to do all that he commands. Study that from verse 1 to 12. Study it by yourself. If all, if all these blessings will come upon you, huh, the whole world will see that you are not who you used to be. The whole world will start seeing that. That's not who, man. That's not the guy I know. That, like over there, Victor. That's not the Victor I knew. What happened to him, you know? Oh, and you don't get credit for what you married to the, uh, uh, 
you know, a good Christian lady or something. No, I mean, everybody, you know, just like Jessica and Gabriel over there. Uh, Jessica got touched and Gabriel struggled, you know. But we know if we, if we could just touch our husband and our wives and change them, we would do that. But no, it's an individual will. If you will and obey. Everybody's different, you know. We all have different wills. But once we will, then we can receive, you know. But we have to see the river flowing in someone else before you, and you know, and, and if you're married and somebody's flowing down the river and you're walking, man, they're going to leave you behind. So you better jump in that river so it'll flow right in. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and then I said, all through Armor 28, all those blessings come on you, and people see that. All of us said, man, you're looking better, you're dressed better, you drive a better car. What, what's going on with you? Yeah. It's get on the river with me. <laughs> oh, let's let, let me start with verse thirteen. The Lord shall make you shall bless you and make you the head and not the tail. <laughs> Above and not beneath. Man, that's great, huh? Because a lot of times when we're in the world, we feel like we're beneath. You might not tell nobody, but you look around and say, man, I don't think, I'm, you know, I feel like I'm in, I'm in the bottom of the bottom, you know. But then when you get blessed of God and full of the Holy Ghost, you feel, man, I'm the head, not the tail. I feel like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm right up there, you know. The head and not the tail. Oh. If, say if, you hearken to the voice of and observe to do all that he command. Then, then you be the head, not the tail. Can you now see? The, can you catch that? It's not enough just to believe. And I said, yeah, I believe the word of God. Yeah, I believe, I believe, I believe. No, it's to do what you say you believe. If you believe God said it, then we have to do it. Are you listening? So let me go back to the original thought. Walking in the power of the Holy Ghost. Ooh, let me, let me you know, teach in simple forms. You don't want me to break it down. I've always got simple forms. Just because, just because we are born of God or of the Spirit in salvation does not mean that we do not need Jesus to baptize us in the Holy Spirit. So salvation is one thing that's ankle deep. Now you know that. You coming up here for prayer when you need it is waist deep. But once you jump in the river, man, full of the Holy Ghost, and you're you're on your way to where God wants you to go. Think about this. I got this from a from a teacher, you know. Just because you had a drink of water does not mean that you do not need a bath. <laughs> That was John. That was John Austin. <laughs> Just because you get a, a a a well of water at salvation does not mean that you do not need to be baptized by the Jesus Christ and have rivers of living water flowing out of you to a needy world. John four fourteen says, "You and I will have a well of water in us." At salvation, 
But then in John 7, 38, it says that out of our bellies shall flow rivers of living water. I want the river, don't you? Some, some are happy with a well. <laughs> I don't want a well. I want a river. But a well requires a person to come draw some water from the well. But a river flows to every part of the world. So a well is okay. You know, everybody comes to you. They can drink water from you. But a river, you're flowing to wherever the world is. And, the, and, and like I said, the river is crossroads, and it crosses the putrid water, the polluted water, the moral decay water, and that's who we need to touch. We don't need to um, touch other Christians. We need to touch the morally bad people that are flowing in that decayed water. But the only way we're going to get there is, is taking the river of God to flow into that water. Well, do you understand that, what I'm trying to tell you? Who wants a river? Are you sure? Okay, so take notes. In salvation, the Holy Spirit does something to you. He regenerates you. He makes you his child. In Romans 8, 9, if you don't have his spirit, you are not his. So in salvation, he makes you his. Do you understand? In the baptism of the Holy, of the Holy Ghost, that's... That's the next step, you know. Jesus, uh, say Jesus. Jesus does something to you. Matthew 3.11, he shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Come on, somebody. Who's got the fire in this place? Oh, man. Dude, one more. I can't stop. I'm like, Pastor Sandy, I, I got to give you another one. <laughs> <laughs> we can't stop when we get going, man. I got to give you something else, you know. <laughs> John 1, 32, 33, and King James says, <laughs> and John, <laughs> here's, uh, here, uh, ooh, uh, so, uh, hallelujah, <laughs> and John, ooh, thank you, Jesus, you know, bear record saying, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove. And abode upon him. That's Jesus. And I, and I knew him not, but he shall be sent, but, be, but he then sent me to baptize you with water. The same said unto me, upon whom you shall use, unto whom you shall see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. Ooh, Jesus. Is your baptizer. Jesus need, will baptize you if you ask him. So let me close with this while, while, the, uh, while the, the worship team comes up. And, man, I want to hear that song again, you know. And, uh, and, and uh, when they come up, okay, let me close with this. Let me leave you with this uh, encouraging words. How many want some? I'm talking to a few <laughs> that have been afraid to plunge into the river. The majority of your fanatics, I know y'all are, and I can feel that y'all got it. But if there's one or two here, uh, you know, or maybe three, <laughs> that uh, the the few that 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 have been afraid to plunge into this river because they don't they didn't know what it was, you know. Uh, 
of the Holy Spirit and, and the tongues, you know, that keeps some people up, like afraid to do, oh, I don't want to do that. But, but remember, the language, if you, if you talk to God in prayer, you're talking to him from your brain. If you talk in English or Spanish, you know. But if you talk to him in the Holy Spirit, you talk to him from your heart. And, and that means it doesn't matter what your brain says. Your heart might be saying something different. Because your heart knows your body. Your heart knows your life. Your head wants certain things, you know. But your heart really knows what you really need. And that's, and that's a communication with him daily. Hallelujah. You should never be afraid of what Jesus will do to you or for you. People need to see Jesus and get close to him. He's the baptizer. Say, he is a baptizer. He will baptize in the Holy Ghost and fire. Man, what a, what a benefit we have. The fire, man. In this last hour, we need to talk to people and tell them what Jesus said. Next one, one. Jesus began both to do and to teach. Let's do the same. He began to do and to teach. He began to do and to teach. That was our, our Lord Jesus Christ. So what do we do? We begin to do and to teach. But we can't teach what we don't do. That's key. I can't tell you to pray in tongues if I don't do it. I can't tell you to lay hands on the sick if I don't do it. I can't tell you the fire of the Holy Ghost works this way if I don't show it. That's when you come up here and you see testimonies, you know. Like, like her knee was hurting and her leg was hurting and, 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 and it's not hurting anymore. Well, that's, that, that tells you the fire of the Holy Ghost and what it does. And, and in this place, the Holy Ghost is always here. The spirit to heal is always here. So Jesus began to do and to teach. So let's all start doing that. Did you get anything tonight? Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> who got something that tangible? Hallelujah. No, who got something that can come up here and tell me I got mad tonight, I learned something. No? Okay, man, I, I mean, I'm not fanatics, man. I'm not with fanatics. I want something, man, tonight because I, it's important to what you learn from the Bible study. Amen, amen. I, I definitely love when he said, I know Pastor Sandy had also talked about this in the past, but I like how um, Pastor Jesse had broke it down. When you're ankle deep, you can walk out. You're still, you can still win souls, but you can step out. And go back into the world. Go back into the, the things that you was doing because the water is only right at your ankle. But when you're waist deep, yeah, you, you know, you still walking. You can still step out. So you see miracles happening. You seen God moving. But yet, you still going back. But when you're all the way in, there's no way getting back. You start floating. You start going. You start laying hands. You start seeing bodies rise. You start seeing miracles happen. And you start, your life is completely changed. You don't want to get out. You're floating. You're so deep in. When they calling you, you're pulling them right back in. So, I mean, that was so good. I love that. I mean, there's more, but that's it. 
Aleluia!